podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Episode 2 of the World Cup Podcast. The Fighting Cock is back. Today I'm joined by Felonius Filth. What's going on? What's up? How you doing? Good. Top of the world, mate. Top of the world. England the top of the world. Oh, fuck yeah. We're going to win the whole fucking thing. This is immense. I've not seen anything like this in a good... 15 years. Like what? What do you mean? Just everyone being behind, behind England, you know. Yeah. You know, you're on Instagram, you've got the stories now, so, you know, you're going for the stories, you're, you know. You've got, like, grime MCs, like, singing this coming home. It's like, fuck, this is mental. What's, what, what's happened? But is there any part of you that believes that we could do it? A tiny part. It's a bit <laughs> like, um, you know, I mean, I think we've all made it clear that we're club over country. But, yeah, yeah, but that's right. But it's like, when the whistle blows, like, yeah, we can win, we can win. And then, you know, the, the reality is... In the game show that maybe we maybe we've got a bit more work to do, but I just keep thinking that just what if? What if? And that, I mean that that's that's it. I, I looked at this article that said that England have a four percent statistically, and I don't know how they work this shit out, but yeah. a four percent chance to, to win it. Yeah. But that has since risen after beating Tunisia. I think I think what it was was the first the, the performance in the first ten minutes where we just tore them apart, and Lingard could have had three goals in insert on his own easily. Um, this is with, without Sterling playing especially well, um, but we yeah, we tore them apart, and it was just like, well, how many are we going to score in this game? Oh, and and all, we, we got we got I mean all all of the kind of blind faith that we had before going into the game was being realised. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was like we, we was witnessing something genuinely good happen for England that hasn't happened perhaps since '98. I think the beauty of it all was well, a lot of people were saying uh, the team lacks experience. It's a very young team, but. I don't know, it worked in our favour, we just had no fear, we just went out there and just just had it with them, really. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just think the fearlessness showed, and yeah, I mean, the first half an hour was glorious. 
What um, the, there were parts of the game where it was a little bit more difficult, certainly in the second half. Yeah, you know, we'll come on to the penalty decisions and and, and all of the furore around all of the all all three of those that should have probably gone the other way, depending on how you look at it. But there was a period where it kind of looked like the old disjointed England a little bit. And I was thinking, well, what, what's going to happen here? And obviously, as, as we found out, and uh, you know, Harry Kane stood up, as he always has done for Spurs, and is, he's continuing to do into his international career. You know, he, he gave us that glorious moment. Um, so so let's, let's talk about the first penalty decision. What, the one that they got? The one they got. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but was it a penalty for you? Uh, it's soft, but it doesn't matter if it's hard or soft, it's a penalty. You think so? Uh, I don't know, I think... I mean, would you be, would you fuming when you saw it? I was more fuming at Walker, to be fair. For being stupid. I mean, Walker didn't see the guy there, so it wasn't intentional, but it doesn't need to be intentional if you're, if you're in the box. I think, I think maybe you wanted Pickford to commit and get, get the ball, but he just... I think it was a penalty and it was soft. If he wasn't aware of the guy being there and he's not doing his job as a defender, I think that he, yeah. I think he was aware. I don't think he meant to elbow him in the face, but yeah. I think he was trying to... Um, what do you call it? Obstruct. Obstruct him from, from reaching the ball. Yeah. I thought the guy's reaction was absolutely pathetic. Um, you know, a minute later, one minute he was running around on the floor, the next minute he's celebrating like nothing had happened. Yeah. And I know that's that's normal in football, isn't it? That's his, that's his gamesmanship. And um, do you begrudge him with that? No, um, I think a lot of people thinking of English have got you know respect for the game and they don't they don't commit in any of that. But sometimes you need these things to win. You know, it's not like in the nineteen eighties where people wouldn't wear shin pads; they'd be steaming into each other. Now you've got to play. Now you've got to play along to how football is in twenty eighteen. You're going to have people trying to trying to take advantage of things. Tunisia, I don't think, had a chance in open play. I don't think they had many chances in open play. So mm. the best chance of them scoring is going to be from a penalty or a free kick of some sort. So if you're going to get contact, exaggerate it and try and work it to your advantage. It's it's annoying, but I don't begrudge Tunisia for it and I won't begrudge any other side doing it. Um, we haven't been conceding many at all under Southgate. And certainly under this with this back three, obviously anyone can concede a penalty at, at some stage. Yeah. But I thought defensively England were, were excellent. You know. I think so. I think so. Yeah, I didn't think we had much to worry about, really. I think certain, but by by I mean defensively. I don't just mean the back three defenders yeah. defending well. I thought as a unit we we defended well. Harried closed them down. Um, I thought the pace Lingard and Rashford when he came on, but but also um, Deli Ali, you know, caused problems. I don't think Deli Ali had an incredible game at all, but you know, he he he. They all put in their shift to ensure it's as difficult as possible for Tunisia to actually get any kind of rhythm going. Yeah, I think we, I think the whole team did play for each other, and you know, that was very much evident. Even people who didn't play well still put their body on the line to try and you know make it happen for for England as such. Um, I think, uh, I guess the other teams like maybe Brazil, Germany, or even Belgium. I don't think they watch that game and think, well, you know, we can't beat these guys. They probably see flaws in our side that they can maybe exploit. But I think um, Southgate picked a team to win that game. I don't think it's going to be the same. Maybe be the same lineup or the same formation against a better team. Yeah. I mean, why would it be? Um, people are complaining that Henderson started over Dyer. Um, I thought he did all right. I thought he done. Really, I thought he done well. I mean, he made two really good balls down yeah. the right hand side that carved them open, uh, both to Trippier. I think. I don't. I don't. I don't think you need Dyer for a game where you're going to have a lot of the ball. Yeah. 
Um, I, I thought that if Walker was going to be able to get forward, it would be important for Dyer to play there yeah, so he yes. could drop in. But like, as you say, against Tunisia, you've got to, you have to grab the ball by the horns in these these games. Absolutely. There's no point kind of being pragmatic against Tunisia. It's a group game. We have to win that first one. We have won it. You know, we've got Panama next. A 1-0 win against them, and we're in the second round. Just like that. Oh, exactly that. I mean, in the past, they probably had people doing a 4-2-3-1, two defensive midfielders, uh, I don't know, fucking Livermore and Dyer in front of the defence. And I just think, well... We, we we picked an attacking team and we created enough chances to win the game win the game by a mile. Um, Lingard came in for a lot of criticism, but I'd rather have someone be in a position to miss a chance yeah. and just not create anything. Yeah, um, absolutely. Sterling, it didn't happen for him. Um, I wouldn't be that upset if he didn't start the next game. International football is it's not taking it by storm. I think with all that happened to him in the last few weeks, I really wanted him to play well yesterday and ultimately he didn't. No, he didn't at all. Remember, the Fighting Cock is sponsored by Fansbet, the betting company that gives back 50% of their profits to Tottenham fans. If you sign up to the Fansbet website, when you do, select the drop-down and uh, select the Fighting Cock. That means they can track who signs up through this very podcast, and it means that they can track how much money needs to go back to Spurs fans. Um, also, they've got a World Cup fantasy game you can get involved in. Win big money, get, you know, sign up for free if you're among the first thousand sign-ups. The link is on our pin tweet on Twitter, uh, it's just below, you can see it there. Um, just heard news as we record that uh, Chesney is absolutely royally fucked up for Poland. Yep. Senegal 2-0 up. Beautiful. Glorious thing. It's just, the 24 hours can't get any better. No, it can't. Not at all. I mean, when I saw it was Kane that scored the winner last night, I was like, oh my God, this can't get any better. I know, let's, let's talk about that now. Because like, the first goal was great and it was amazing. I felt happy. I felt very happy, but by and large, I had a slight little pang of like, like fuck all these other fans. I remember yeah. all the shit you they were getting. Anyway, look, we'll come on to that because I think that needs to be discussed. But um, but yeah, that 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 moment when he nodded in the goal because we've seen him do that stuff for Spurs before. What are you? What was your? Can you describe what you was feeling? Well, I was. You know, this is going to be boring as fuck. I was at home, completely sober, watching the game, and. Um, it's like it was in slow motion. It felt like it hung in the air for ages. I think Stones did, had the flick on. Mm. Like, don't fuck up, don't fuck up, don't fuck up. Then when he went in, it's like, oh my God. I didn't even see it was Kane until he, until he sort of shaped up and I could tell it was his mannerisms. Um, it was mad. It was fucking, it was the exact same feeling as when Sturridge scored. Actually, it was better, obviously, because it was Kane. But when Sturridge scored against Wales in the Euros, that second game. Okay. Last year, remember? Do you know what I'm So as Vardy, it kind of played into him. We needed to beat Wales because we, I think we lost our first Euro game. Yeah, I think we drew it. Drew against Russia. Drew against Russia, that's right. And and he kind of fell to Sturridge and he just put it in the bottom corner. A similar sort of position in the pitch. Yeah. And just, it's hard to describe the elation. And there's a part of me that's thinking, like, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying everybody else, you know, celebrating the fact that our player has, has, has given it to them. And we've got this question in from Alaric1805. He says, does England deserve Harry Kane? Oh, I don't, I've been so partisan. I mean, my first instinct would be to say fuck off, but I don't mind it. I like, I mean, I think a lot of people in England have kind of got behind, got behind, you know, the team. And you know, there's even Arsenal fans. I think there's a, there's a tweet of Arsenal fan TV with a few of their boys celebrating you know, the gold wildly, you know, and... Look, I can understand in that moment. Yeah. I can understand in that moment, like, you do, you lose your shit. We got we got the last-minute goal, everyone supports England. Yeah. And you do lose your shit, and you're supposed to put partisanship aside. 
You know, we've got another question from Aladdin underneath uh, underscore Sane. He says, Woolwich fans celebrating Kane, uh, Kane and talking about how good he is, how horrible is it? It makes me feel sick. It's not, it doesn't make me feel sick and it's not horrible. It's like, you don't, like, fuck you lot. I don't want you to enjoy this. Yeah, I don't, I don't want him to enjoy it, but it's not, it doesn't, doesn't keep me up at night. I mean, um, does it cast a light on the difference between Tottenham and Arsenal then? Uh, do you hold any, does that give you any sort of feeling of gratification? It's difficult because the rivalry has kind of changed beyond beyond recognition now. Um, it feels a little less intense because Liverpool exists. Right. I'm not going to say that I hate Liverpool more than Arsenal because I don't. But it Getting feels it. like it feels like when Arsenal when I saw the Arsenal fans celebrating, I didn't really care. Yeah, I, I didn't really think anything of it. I, um, yeah, like I say, it's kind of I just it's not that I don't really care so much. It's just that. Like, like, like I say, like, just just a few months ago, everyone was laughing at him because like, yeah. he claimed that goal, and and it's that kind of desire to do better or desire to 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 reap the rewards of your efforts, and whether that be the flick of a shoulder or scoring a dying moment's header for England in the World Cup, it's that that's the, that's the kind of player we've got now playing for England, and and we've known what we've got. Everybody knows how good yeah. Harry Kane is, and that's where some of the ridicule. It comes from. But there's a video that goes in Leeds. People yeah. walk people down the street yeah. singing Harry Kane. I'm like, that, made me, that made me feel a bit, oh, I made me feel, made proud. feel really proud. I thought, fuck it, 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 this is our guy. It's a bizarre feeling, isn't it? It, it really is, is. That video is quality, quality. So if you haven't seen it, there's this a guy with obviously a phone camera and, and just this walking down the street is like this must be, must be a horde. A horde of, of, of Yorkshire men all, all chanting Harry Kane's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know what you're saying. It does make you feel like, yeah, that's the bollocks. It's like Kane's our son. Yeah. And everyone's just celebrating him and, you know, kind of sharing him with everyone else. I love Kane's tweet where he said, uh, he goes, I've seen some of the videos. And, uh, I don't see that. Yeah, he says, I've seen some of the videos, they're incredible. I'm just glad to make you all proud, that kind of thing. And he's like, yeah, you are a boy. Uh, Trippier, though, because yes. we know what Kane's about. And on this podcast, we joked about him being the future England right back yes and that was a joke and now look at you can't claim to actually have any real foresight because honestly before he joined Tottenham I didn't even know he existed I definitely hadn't seen him play or noticed him when he had played and and here he is uh, representing his country not just turning up putting in an excellent performance yeah it could have been man of the match I mean he was mine but then I'm full of agenda I think um, yeah before the game I thought it might be a weakness I thought they might attack him a bit more. Um, I love Virginia's they came to attack, so him and Ashley Young, who they probably could have attacked, didn't. Mm. But I thought, I thought it was really nice to see him growing confidence, taking free kicks. I mean, I think they're signed the set piece taker from before the game, but seeing him, I'm going to take this free kick, I'm going to take this corner, I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to take more responsibility, and that that was beautiful to see. Just just the growth in him because a season ago, I don't think he'd even made his debut for for England yet. I mean, it's only been the yeah, last so. year to eighteen months, and now. He's an established member of the squad, and it was just beautiful to see him play that ball. Do you know what I find it weird that in the last in the Euros, Kane took all the set pieces, and now it's Trippier. Yeah, like when he stood, they lined up that free kick. I think I don't think I've ever seen him take a free kick in my life. He may have done for Burnley. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, he he created six. He, he made six chances, uh, chances yeah. more than any other player in the tournament this far. Thus far, I mean. You know, every and you might some people might say, "Oh, well, it's only Tunisia," but it, it it ain't because you look at the performances of some of these so-called lesser nations in this tournament. 
And there's been upsets, if you like, or, or at least surprising results happening all over the place. Well, someone added me saying, oh, you need a lot of struggling against Tunisia. And I said, well, France are better than England and Australia arguably worse than Tunisia. And France struggled there, so... Well, you've got Iceland, Argentina, yeah, one all. exactly, so... Uh, Brazil and... Uh, who do they play? Oh, they played Switzerland. Tunisia. Switzerland. I know, I know Swiss are rated as yeah. a team, but you'd and expect them. And then they say, oh, you know, why is celebrating against Tunisia? I'm like, well... If you can't celebrate a winner, in the, in a last-minute winner against any opposition, then what's the point of being alive? But exactly, there is zero point. I mean, you could be alive and crack on with your life and just not worry about football, but if you have any interest in football exactly. and don't see the romanticism in what happened last night, then what's the point? You're just dead inside. It's like, well, go and watch something else. Like This football ain't for you, clearly. I mean, there's people still moaning about who didn't play well, and I just think that's 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 kind of a side note. That's a sidebar. I yeah. mean... I don't know, Sterling didn't play well. Um, Deli Ali, I think he's kind of an injury. Don't know why they where, kept him on that. Where, so where, where are you reading all these things? Just tweet Twitter and that, is um, it? Well, when I talked about, when I when I heard over Loftus-Cheek's performance, they yeah. said, well, yeah, but Sterling was crap and he should... Actually, added him as well. What, in, it, uh, while contacting you? While yeah. tweeting you back? Yeah. It's strange. I just, I, I, I don't what, know. What, like, what they want him to know. Do you think, like, he went out there and thought, yeah, I'm going to play badly. Or maybe he thought, you know what, fuck everyone. Maybe. Exactly. Um, what I would say though about Sterling, if we're going to be kind of, if it's about, you've got to be honest in those situations and you look at his performances, they haven't been great for England. No. Um, he's 21 without a goal. Uh, and then for a forward at international level, that isn't good enough. And I know goals don't, aren't he's everything about his game, but um, he, he wasn't great in a team where everyone else more or less performed, bar Deli Ali. I didn't think he had a great game. Yeah. Um, but that's not to say you shouldn't start in a game where there'll be a lot more space. I think, like, if, for example, if we get that far, actually, when we get that far, and if Germany manage to meet us, if they're, if they're lucky enough and they play well enough, um, if they play anything like they did against Mexico, we could well tear them apart. No, exactly that. Um, I mean, there's talks of um, maybe it might be better for us in the second to avoid Germany and Brazil because they, no. they might not win their groups. No, so. fuck it. Take them. I mean, if all else is all is favourable for us, we'll end up with either Japan, Poland, Senegal, or one other. I can't remember yeah. what it was. So, I mean, nothing is taken for granted at all. But we could see a favourable second round draw. Yeah. Um, and then in the quarterfinals, who knows? I'm just, I don't know. There's so much expectation because we. It feels like in every World Cup, we're one of the last teams to play. Every yeah, it does. Competition, yeah. and I thought, oh, I just want to get this over and done with now because. You know, I think the whole it's coming home thing is just it's just beautiful seeing it all over Twitter all over social media I don't, I don't know if um, if, if the English social media team made it happen or if it's just an organic thing from the fans I think it yeah it's, it's I mean it's, that's our thing isn't it yeah. I mean football was founded in England um, and uh, you know it belongs to us and we gave it to the rest of the world one of the good things our, our country ever did give the rest of the world really but yeah. um, you know the uh, you know it's coming home. It's just apt, and it's you know it's from '96 from that song, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And it's just nice, you know, like if you move football away from it for a second, there hasn't been. Pr- it's, it's hard to kind of be proud of Britain. If depends how you politically lean. Yeah. You know the Western world isn't. It's, it's hard to be proud of of yourselves at the moment. But what football does is remove all the politics, remove all of the bullshit that exists in the world, and for a month, everyone can. You know, if you're privileged enough to be able to watch football and enjoy it and not have to worry about the rest, 
you can just kind of concentrate on what is a glorious competition. That's exactly what I thought. I wanted to tweet something this morning, but I couldn't find the proper words. But it's just um, what it would do for for this country, just just to even reach a final. Yeah. Just I think you know with um you know all the stuff going on the politics of Brexit and I don't know another whether it be far out or far left groups and all that all that bullshit. Yeah. I just think last night for two hours was just a time when all that shit was put to one side. Yeah. And we were just getting behind our team. Yeah. And um, you know, we've had, you know, we had the Euros 2016, there's nothing like that. World Cup 2014, nothing like that at all. Well, what is, can you put, put your finger on what that is? Why this team is it feels different? Because oh, there ain't the same, sorry, there ain't the same number of superstars that we've had in the past. Yeah. This isn't a golden generation of English football. No one even considers it to be anything. The actual expectation, if you look at a month ago, probably wasn't that high yeah. when going into this competition what do you think it is then well there's been a few think pieces about how Gareth Southgate has engaged in media I think he's made the players a lot more open a lot of the old guard have gone um, so that would be Gerard Lampard Rooney um, within the last year or two they've, they've retired Yeah, and it's just a new guard now and there's no there's no real hate figures you know you've always had a had a John Terry or a Rooney in the team who Maybe not everyone could get behind, but yeah. this team seems, and I think I said in the last pod, seems a very likable team, very likable manager, and I think there's just an element of that. I don't think there's no there's no polarizing players apart from Harry Kane, and even he, I, I, you, despite him being polarizing because of his quality, why he polarizes, but I think he, every football fan, it's hard to dislike him. You know, most most fans, regardless of the club they support, they look at him and admire him. They don't think it's not like oh Liverpool fans fucking hate him, but but I don't think they hate it. They don't hate him because of who he is. They hate him because he fucked them over. Well, I think I think I think they hate him because um they feel that what he did was putting himself before the team. But well, that's, that's another in, podcast altogether. Go on, just explain. Claim, so claim, just in claiming the goal, yeah, from his own teammate, yeah. So he fucked over his teammate just to chase a golden boot. Oh, that's the agenda. which is that's that's the agenda. But but no, I mean by and large the team is likable. Um, it's likable a bunch of players. And I don't know. I think I think their mentality for this World Cup has always been: this is a this is a team for the future. It's not all about what happens in twenty eighteen. Go to the competition, enjoy it. We're not talking about you know anything. We're just saying that we're just going to go out there and enjoy it, show what we can do. Do you think though as well that you know, given the fact that the successes of our younger national teams, yeah, you know, we're talking about World Cup winning youth teams now yeah. with this current setup. With the kind of fruition of the, uh, the St George's and, and St yeah. George's Park, and the, it's called the English England DNA. Yeah, that it seems to be working. That some finally some foresight has, has gone into it because for a long time everyone blamed the failure of the English national team on the FA. They're, they're, they're kind of old stooges and they're the wrong people in the job and they don't understand the game anymore. Something happened down the line somewhere where they started stuff started to change, and maybe this crop. And the new ideas in English football are, 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 are what why we should be uh, hopeful for the future. And it may not happen this 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 tournament. And I'm not saying that we're going to go on and win the World Cup. The likelihood is that we won't. But the future is seems very very bright for our national well, team. And it's fucking finally. Southgate kind of fell in our lap because he's like it's just a bit of continuity him being a manager because um, he's not managing the Premier League in ten years. Um, but he came in from the under twenty ones. He knew the setup. He knew a few of the players already, and 
I mean, when he became a manager, I thought, oh, this is just, we're just throwing it in the bin. Of course. Just, just get in the bin. What's the fucking point of Yeah, anything? what's the point? Yeah. Because, you know, Allardyce <laughs> did what he did. I mean, I wasn't over the moon Allardyce was our manager, but mm. I thought, well, someone will get the job done. And when, um, and when I saw, um, when I saw Safka coming, I thought, well, he's just a yes man, isn't he? You know, but as I said, he's working in the 21s, he's familiar with a lot of the players, and I think... I think it's a bit of forward thinking, really, that someone already in the England setup gets that job. And maybe, you know, when Southgate, at the end of his tenure, hopefully someone from Nenna 21 to be ready to take his place. Do you think that also that for a man who kind of was ridiculed because he didn't have any personalities, a bit boring, yeah. kind of straight laced, a bit of a clean shirt, that that is, it kind of, it covers up or, or it, it kind of acts as a smokescreen to his quality as a manager. Again, I'm not saying Gareth Southgate is a quality manager. I've said it on record many times that he probably isn't the right man yeah. for England. But I don't know fuck all. And I'm sure he knows 10 times more about football than I've for- he's forgotten 10 times more about football than I'll ever know. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. He's, he's, he's turned me round. And I'm not just talking about the Trinity yeah. game. I was kind of hopeful with him at the helm well, we've, before we've, we even started. Yeah, I think the way we've played tough friendlies, the way he's got rid of a lot of the old guard... And I think ninety percent of the time people have been in their positions. Yeah. I think it's I think it's encouraging. I mean, Ashley Young's never a left back, he hasn't he's even got a left foot, so there's that. Um the Wilshire think, at home, leaving Wilshire at home, that's quite a brave decision. I think everybody And and Joe Hart too. Less brave. You think so? Yeah, he's a remedial. <laughs> I think he's a terrible goalkeeper now. I don't know what's happened to him, poor bloke, but uh um, he, yeah, leaving Wiltshire home. I think if again, if you take your Tottenham hat off, he's formed this season. He played thirty-eight games. Yeah. You know, his fitness was proved. It wasn't really about fitness at all, as as, as it stands out. You know, because Rose wouldn't have gone if it was about fitness. He played twenty, uh, eighteen games less than than um, than Wiltshire has. So, look, it is about tactics. He believes in what he's doing, and, and the players seem to believe in it as well. And when Southgate went up to the England fans afterwards, and we kind of showed that fist pump and the, yeah, yeah. start screaming and stuff, that's that's passion. It is in him. Yeah. He's capable of it. He understands it. I think. Uh, what do you think of the World Cup for, so far, generally? Are you enjoying it? Or? Yeah. Um, I mean, as usual, I was very. Um, I wasn't really looking forward to it. I thought it was going to be a pile of rubbish. Yeah. But you know, one, I mean, I missed. I, th- I missed the opening game, but Saturday, Sunday, and yesterday saw most of the games and. It's just been great. Mm. Um, something Bardi always says, and it kind of came back to me in the last couple of days, was that um, international football is largely untouched by the excesses of the modern game in the sense that uh, Man City can go out in a month's time and buy, I don't know, Mbappe. Yeah. And, I don't know, buy Harry Kane and half the Premier League and win it. Yeah. If international football, you know... There's none of that, is there? No, I don't know, because you, 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 you are where you are. I think... I think Qatar might be naturalising a few Brazilians, but I don't think I don't think that can happen on a scale where they can suddenly become the best team in the world. So I guess if international football, it's true. I never thought of it like that. Yeah, because look at um, I mean South Korea for example. I mean Son, the superstar there. But yesterday I think did he play yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Was it today? Yesterday, yeah. South Korea. Yeah, yeah played Sweden. So apparently he was like dropping back deep and having to do everything himself, and he was ineffective. And I guess it's almost like. A level playing field in a way. Yeah, no, I get it. And, and and there's no guarantee that the team that won it last time are going to win it this time, like there is in club football. So yeah, there is something special in that. It's the kind of purest form of football. It is from that point. In a way. I think, 
the friendlies and the qualifiers, it's difficult to get out for this. When there's a tournament, when there's a big competition like that, it's just it's something else. And the beauty of the World Cup is that also seeing people you just never think would even watch football. So there's a rapper called Freddie Gibbs, underground rapper, I'm a big fan of. And um, English? No, nah, he's an American, I think he's from Indiana. Um, he tweets, a, a, I think someone sent him a picture of, um, of Harry Kane. Sure, Harry Kane scored two last night. I think he called himself Kane. Yeah. Linked to cocaine. And, yeah, um, yeah. and he said, Yeah, this is my boy. <laughs> I don't think he even knows how he came oh, up. So he's not like a Spurs fan? No, 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 no. He doesn't. I don't think it, I've never seen a tweet about football ever. <laughs> but I saw this on Instagram. I'm like, Oh my God. It just shows how far football is going around the world. Freddie Gibbs is quite hardcore. Kind yes. Of, yeah, I, you, you recommended it to me a couple yeah, of times. I did, yeah, yeah, he's I liked proper, it. He's proper gully. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So good. here's something like him talking about Kane is like, that just shows how the World Cup has just captured you know, the world. CXXX sensation. Yes, I know. I know you're gutted. Just got gutted up, didn't I? I'm, I'm not gutted, so I don't really. It doesn't affect me in any way, really. But I, I, he wasn't a really nice man. He, he was a C unit, and you live, you live by the sword, you die by it, all that shit. So um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think. Well, I don't want to go into it. Yeah, you know, I don't <laughs> know what I'm doing at the moment. It's a World Cup <laughs> podcast. Uh, go and. Do you know what? You're better off just pretending he didn't ever exist and, and not absorbing all the negativity associated with XXX Tentacion. Um, okay. Spurs stuff. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, I've got a question in from Busted Cop on Twitter. He says, "What uh, we can sign two of the current English squad. Who do you choose and why? Have you thought about this, T? Not massively, but there's this one name just... You know, I think anyone who's followed my timeline today will probably know who one of them would be. Can I guess? Yeah, go on. Loftus Cheek. Yes, that guy's a, a million boy. times. Yes, but Chelsea would never sell to us. I don't think. I don't think he'd want to join. But it's about running down his contract and forcing it. Isn't it? I, uh, yeah, but I agree. He's he's he, just he's a beautiful man and he, a beautiful footballer. He reminds. He's kind of like a. Uh, he, the fuck was I can never remember his name exactly, but he's fucking brilliant. Plays Lazio. He's Serbian. Oh, Milenkovic-Savic. Yeah. There's, there, you can compare them two. And I don't think yeah. he's far, far, along, far along as Savic is, yeah. but this is com- they're, they're, they're comparable. Yeah. He's sick, that geezer, as well, when he's Savic. Yeah, he looked great. He looked yeah. really great. He's like, um, he's like, like Pogba, in a way. Yeah, you know, like, you know some players have a grace about yeah. the way they play, and they're beautiful to watch. He has it. I love watching players like that. You know, Dembele was kind of in that mould. Yeah. But so it was this one thing where was like he had three players around him and he's yeah. just like a, a kind of faint and a flick of the foot and he's away and he just put this outside of the boot pass down the wing and I was like, that was poetry. The, con- the concern of players like that is, um, well, probably more English players like that, that they, get it, they get it coached out of their game. not Because I think he did it on the edge of his box and he only got caught out. Yeah. And I think it was nice that he was encouraged to keep doing it. But yeah, Loftus-Cheek could be one. Um, who, who, who do you think? I, 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 I might take Loftus-Cheek okay. as well. I, I, I love him. Um, what do you think of Harry Maguire's performance? He's good on the ball, but I don't know what it's like defensively. It's just a massive head. His head is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> As I was saying, like, if, if we're in trouble, just lie down. God, yeah, exactly. Lie, just lie down, you'll be fine. Um, yeah, he's fucking mad. He doesn't look like a footballer. Not like, at all. He, he, his face doesn't... I mean, that's not what you expect, is it? Not I mean, there's, a, there's a level of what you should look like to be an England footballer, no matter how good you are. And just a big-headed man isn't going to cut it for me. But actually... 
that aside, um, I thought he had a decent game. He was involved in everything. And he that, was, that's he kind was of up you, against much. There's a bit of a depth in set pieces at time as well, I like. We were brilliant at set pieces. Yeah. yeah. The of the month. I'd probably pick Marcus Rashford. This isn't very exciting for the listeners, but yeah. BB. Yeah, him. Rashford, uh, Loftus-Cheek. Um, yeah, you know, you I'd, I'd probably have Sterling. Still, I've just seen what he does at Man City. Yeah, he could add. He could I add think something. Poch. I think maybe a Poch as his manager at Tottenham. Yeah. And maybe Maguire. Uh, I don't know. It's just the way it's his head in it. It's well, his head tea. Yeah, it's like the bloke in Up, isn't it? There's the, the yeah the, the little, old man. Yeah, that's like his dad or something. His head's like a paving stone, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a like a mallet. It's yeah, got a head like a, a Lego brick. Like yeah, what Duplo? Yeah. Du- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like Duplo or, or like, um, can't think of anything else. Yeah, let's no, let's stay on this. <laughs> let's, um, let's get one more. Well, one breeze more. block. Breeze block. There breeze you block. go. Breeze block. Brilliant. Beautiful, lovely punditry on the fighting cock as ever. Um, yeah, I, I, like I, I'd agree. Rashford, Sterling, but definitely Loftus Cheek. Yeah, yeah, special. It's weird though that we've got the best players in there already, so we don't have to really worry about that. Is it. that is true? That that is very true. What's going on at Spurs? It's oh, fucking amazing, isn't it? It does feel like it's just so bizarre because I think I think at twenty ten we had quite a few players in the squad, but they were mainly fringe players like Huddleston, Dawson. I think was in the squad, um, but now we've got starters. Imagine what we'd have been like with Zaha. <laughs> because Zaha played God. for us in youth level. Yeah, and you see footage of him just tearing it up at youth level. Yeah. I think with um, Southgate as manager as well, we get a lot out of him. Yeah, mm. I mean, it's it's a shame, really, because at the time when he was playing for him, he moved to Man United and he you know, kind of went a bit of a ride for him. Yeah. Um, I mean, ultimately, he's got to play for the country he feels that he needs to represent. Yeah. And you can't blame him for that. Um, you just hope that it wasn't the work of the FA or the lack of attention or care that they gave. But generally, you think you can understand why he plays for England at youth level because he's not going to be fucking flying to Ivory Coast every yeah. two minutes to play youth football. Yeah, it's just one of those things. I want Spurs to sign him so badly. Yeah, kind of leads into the next question, actually. What is the next question, T? If we could sign one player for sixty million, who would you pick? Bear in mind, Bell would go for a lot more than that, so it's ruled out. That's Tottenham talk one on Twitter. Um. Well, Wilfred Zaha. Would be a start. I think they're talking about seventy for him, which is a bit seventy mil. I'd do it. Fuck you it. Think? Yeah, why not? I don't know. Who, who, who I didn't know you thought this way about him. No, really. No, no, I do. I do. I think he's he could be like a couple of years at Spurs. You're talking bow levels. Yeah. I think at Tottenham, you know, he's you can see that in him. He if he had two or three years at Spurs, that I'm under absolutely no. I'm, I'm completely convinced that Real Madrid will come in and offer him a world record transfer fee. That is a massive shout. That's even bigger than a Trippier shout. Man. I don't know if it is. And that, <laughs> and that was a joke. So I think Zaha, that would be incredible. Um, we need a midfielder as well. Uh, 60 mil, the guy from Bentecourt. Who, oh, Bentecourt, yeah, from, from Uruguay. Uruguay. U- who, Juve player. Juve player who was, I thought, the only shining light in their, in their game against... Egypt. Fuck Egypt, yeah. Um, I mean, Suarez looks really out of shape, didn't he, in that game? Bizarrely so. Like, oh, Martin Keown. Did you hear Martin Keown that night? On, on, that, on that game? What did he say? Every time he, every, every time he said something, anything, it was like he was doing a line of gear. He was like, <laughs> said something, and he was it's fucking mad. Did you not hear it? You wait until he's next on it. Just every time he says something, he goes, 
It's sort of like he needs the oxygen to kind of keep himself awake and his massive kind of head. Probably. Um, probably. Uh, There's he, not much in there. He said he, he, Suarez is like, he, he played like he was pulling a caravan. That's what it looked like. He, he looked so out of shape. And the thing was, Cavani had a really good game. And I've did. always thought Cavani looked shit when I've watched him, but he looked really good in that game. And he could have yeah. won it for him. Well, yeah, could have won it by more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so Benthico in midfield, I think, would be would be excellent, but there's no way we're going to prize him from, from Juve. He's 20 yeah. years old and he already looks incredible. Yeah, I couldn't really. You know, I'll just go with Benthico as well. Maybe more. I think I think Zaha would be, would be more exciting than, than Martial. Sessegnon, would you pay 50 mil for a Oh, God, yeah. But I just kind of think, you know, fantasy pick, would, would Sessegnon be it? Not I can't, really. I can't really say a 17 year old is like. Player who you know, I'd have above all else. No, it'd be Zaha, I think. Yeah, I'll go with Zaha too, yeah. Um, do we care? Is this just your question? Yeah. All right. Do you care? Do I care? Are you asking me? Well, a bit of a general question. Yeah. yeah. Just do you hear? So, yeah. yeah. Do, do, do I care that, uh, <laughs> about other, other players turning out for other countries? So, like, so I'll like give, I'll give a, and Sanchez. I give a bit of context for it. So. Yeah, go on. So, on social media, every day you will say, oh, I don't know. Hyung Min Son is going to play against Sweden today. You know, yeah. come on, you know, come on, Son. Nice one, Son. Or yeah. going to play against um, Japan. I was thinking, oh, just fuck off, mate. I don't care. Uh, you know, I mean, all, all I want, I don't want him to get injured. Yeah. That's all I kind of. That's I mean, I'd rather than not play. Yeah. I think, just don't get hurt. I don't think, oh, I really want him to play well. I just think, oh, just, just don't hurt yourself. I don't care. Um, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm aware of it. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care at all. Actually, I'm just aware that it's happening. I don't want to get them to get injured. Uh, when they play against England, I'm not like hopeful that they have a good game or anything like that. If we get South Korea at some stage, or we could get oh, Colombia, or they lost against Japan. Yeah, Belgium. I'm not looking at thinking Vertonghen and, and Alderweireld to have good games. I want them to fucking play terribly. Yeah, I want for the less month and the rest of the World Cup. Them to have a terrible time, yeah. confidence to slip, feel bad about themselves, feel like they're letting them countries down, all of that. Come back in it, tears pre-season. Yeah, and then we rebuild you, and then you think, well, I don't belong at my country. They they hate me there, and then and they and then and then Poch goes, well, you're home now. Yeah. And then he puts an arm round, and then he's like, yeah, I am home, Tottenham. So basically, we want a mini breakdown for all of the players that represent Spurs, apart from English ones. Apart from English ones, obviously. The rest of them can just f- get to fuck. Partisan shit, man. Get to fuck until you come home. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better. Yeah? Good. Uh, and finally, uh, Louisville Spurs says, if Spurs... Sorry, if Kane... Is it Louisville or Louisville? Louisville. Louisville, I thought. Uh, if Kane wins the golden boot and we get further in the competition than Argentina and Portugal, is Kane in with a shout for the Ballon d'Or? I'd say so. I think, I, think, um, I think Michael Owens... <laughs> I think when he got the hat trick against um, Germany that year, I think he. I don't. Know, is it Ballon d'Or the European Footballer of the Year? Is that the same thing? I've not really. I've not really thought this one through. Have I? The Ballon d'Or happens at the end of the calendar year. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I think if he become if he's top scorer in the World Cup. All right, so so let, let's let's change that round, right? At the end of the season, you can have European Footballer of the Year. Yeah, there, there's European Footballer of the Year, but not Ballon d'Or. Ballon d'Or is at the end of the calendar year. Yeah. But but the end of the year, you have European Footballer of the Year. So, if the question is, if Kane wins the Golden Boot and England get further than Argentina and Portugal, could Kane be given the European Footballer of the Year? Yeah, because well, how, um, many goals are, how many goals? Are, I mean, he's won the Ronaldo's won the 
on the Champions League. Yeah, he's on the Champions League. We didn't score in the final, did he? No. Does that matter? It's like these like little check, check, check boxes you need to tick off. Or? Yeah, I mean, I think if his player is based in Europe, then you'll probably be Salah. If 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 um, Egypt have a good World Cup, then if, if England win the World Cup as Harry Kane with captain, and he gets a golden boot, does he get European? If he doesn't, then be right. <laughs> if he fucking doesn't, man, we need to fucking go to Paris and fuck shit up. Did you see that video with uh, Rafa van der Vaart? I've not watched. I've seen it on Twitter, but I've not watched Mate, it. What did he say? It's very good. It's very good. He, he goes. Yeah, when we was in training, uh, I see him, he trained with us one time, and I thought, okay. I trained him second time, and I was like, oh. Third time we trained him, I thought, this guy's shit. <laughs> Those were his first, first he's so shit. Uh, and, and and his point was that, look at what he's become. He just scored a goal in the World Cup, uh, you know, and he's like, well done, Harry Kane. I mean, I'm not sure Kane would take kindly to that. <laughs> I think he probably hears it all the time, though. He is so shit. Um, I love that Dutch frankness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are blunt. Um, yeah, it was great to see. Um, on to uh, Panama. I know we're going to talk a bit about uh, about it on 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 our Thursday podcast. But Panama coming up. How do you? It's no no problems there. I didn't watch the game against Belgium. So I don't know much about them. I know they're, they're they were bit, okay. They're physical. They're physical. They've got some pace on the break, but the quality isn't quite there. I just think we needed an early goal. Get an early goal, just like we did against um, Tunisia. Suffered to kind of build on. The thing is, T, like Kane could score four goals against Panama. You get six goals. That more or less gets you golden boot. He <laughs> could have it in the first two games. I don't like this kind of talk, man. Mate, because... look, look. You've got to visualise to realise. That is true. You've got to talk into existence as well. Exactly. Talking into existence. Um, if you believe something enough, if Kane believes in it enough, he'll get it. I love it. I mean, do you think the starting lineup should be the team that ended the game? Um, well, Rashford and Loftus Cheek. Well, Dyer ended the game. I wouldn't pick him to start necessarily. I think he'll start with the same team he did against Tunisia. You think so? I yeah. mean, I think Delhi's going in for a scan, isn't he? So we'll see. Oh, if he if he he'll get replaced by Rashford more likely, and maybe it yeah. should be Loftus Cheek. I, I, th- I think there'll be two or three changes. I think Sterling might get a chop. But it's Panama. Like it's not. We don't have to worry about that too much. I know. I know. But oh. no, no. Listen, we walk through Panama. We walk through Tunisia. We're going to walk through Belgium. We're not going to walk through Belgium. It'll be tough, but we'll get through it. <laughs> like, fuck Belgium. Nah, we're going it's to a boring con- country on earth. Smash them to pieces. We'll smash them to pieces. Decent lager, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm off on my on my travels next Monday. Okay, well, yeah. First stop is Brussels. Sponsored by Vanarama. They're putting me in a van and I'm driving. Is it like an A-team van or just a Vanarama van with a big Vanarama on the side? I think it says Fanarama. <laughs> oh, God, that's quite catchy. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It says supporting something. I don't know, I don't know what it says. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that should be exciting. We're going to be doing a podcast with James and Sam from Bull Street on the road. They're not Spurs fans. They are QPR and Man U, respectively. Um, feel free not to tune in, but we'll be getting up to a lot of hijinks on the road, so it should be very funny. Uh, we'll see if we can get some strippers on the pod. That'd be great. That's probably not true. Or give me male or female strippers, you know, equal opportunities. Let's fingers crossed some male strippers on the pod. Exactly. Some like it was at Magic Mike's. Fuck that. Like them, they they got to fuck off them guys, and they <laughs> don't they have to fuck off? Why? They're fucking impossible. They're beautiful, and they move like they're fucking the air. <laughs> I've never watched. They're this, fucking. I don't know. 
don't let your missus watch it. <laughs> you will not compete. You cannot compete. Fucking, what's his name? Channing Tatum. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to fuck him. That's how sexy He is a good-looking man. I saw him in Kingsman it, too. It ain't just a, he's good-looking. It's the way they like, dance. I'm getting, I'm thinking, I'm straight, but I'm getting a rock on it. <laughs> watch it, TM. Feedback next week. I'll try and get it watched, yeah. Yeah, just not with the missus. You know, they're doing a live show. They, they're, they're touring it now. Really? Yeah, so that you imagine the rabbit. So it's like it's based on the real thing? Yeah, it's based on the film, but they're removing all the storyline and just having the bodies and the, and, and the dancing. So it's like porn, basically. They, they've looked at it. They've looked at Magic Mike. They've got this storyline in the film. We're like, what do we need here? Well, we don't need the storyline. Let's just put these hunks on stage and then let's just get all the money. Fair play. I need to start working out. I need to start working out and, and I need to drink less beer too. I joined the gym last week. I don't know if I'll ever go. But I made a first step in joining. And what's that? Is that about getting sexy or is it about well, just being healthier? I need to be healthier. Right. Um, maybe get sexy, but I need to, I need to be a lot healthier. And <laughs> what, get where, where, on the barometer of health and sexiness, where, where, what's going on top? Um, you want to get sexy, don't you? I think health first. Uh, but only just. Don't be boring, T. Okay, I want to get sexy. I want to get sexy for my missus. Yeah. But she loves you. She loves the way, you know, she loves your she, figure and stuff. She, she does love the way I am, but she, I don't... You, see, oh, you famously said to me, not famously, because only, it was only between me and you. Well, it's not. But you said that, you know, that she prefers a man to be a, like a man, something to hold on to and, and you know... Yeah, I've, I've kind of gone the other way. I mean, most of my adult life, I've been, I was actually very skinny. Yeah, but no, but you're saying then, what, then, what, what your missus finds attractive is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, of course, but... I don't know, she doesn't to... want you to be a skinny, skinny guy. But it gets to a point where, you know, if my kid's running around and, I, and I'm getting a heart attack trying to chase him, then that's not really a good look, yeah, is it? You come back to the health thing, you know? I'm talking about the sexy thing. Yeah, but, you know, with sexiness comes healthiness. Who was it? There's someone on Twitter, I, I, I saw, it was a tweet by a girl on Twitter. I don't remember the name exactly. And they're talking about dad bods. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? It rings a bell. And, um, and it, it was like, you know, they, some women out there don't want you to like they don't want to lie on a six pack or washboard stomach yeah I'm sure it's not the majority but there are some women out there that don't want it they like a nice dad bod I don't think I'm going to end up looking like someone that I magic mic I just end up looking a bit better than I do now I mean I'm going through work trousers like fucking nothing keep ripping <laughs> mate I, 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 I've got a brand new pair of shorts and I ripped them all up yesterday fuck's sake man I've got too much I too got, much jelly I, I haven't even got any jelly I've got a flat ass. Oh, it's, it's terrible at least you've got jelly right that's it for the um uh, the Fighting Cock World Cup podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back later on in the week for more stuff pre-Panama and um, all the rest of it. I'm sure there'll be loads to talk about. Uh, remember, sponsored by Fansbet. Go and sign up to their account. Select Fighting Cock in the drop-down menu. And we're up and up and away. We're going to win the World Cup. It's coming home. It's coming home. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. This summer, when you're on the go, stay connected to what matters most with access to over 3 million Cox Wi-Fi hotspots. Learn more at cox.com. Ask Ashley the podcast is sponsored by Cox. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? 
Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.